How many one twos do you want? Two. I, want, I wanted two one, one twos. One or two. I wanted two How, one twos. You want two one twos? I'm. I've already given you at least one one two. You've given me. You've I've given, given you a ton more of than one one two. So many one twos. You've probably given me like twelve one twos. An uncountable. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's get up to 21 one twos. <laughs> All right. I don't know who's starting. Um, I think you made me erase my notes. <laughs> All right. How about this? Hello, and welcome to Nerd Critic, a deep dive into big movies from the dual perspective of critical nerdiness. My name is Jordan. And I am CJ. Jordan here is our studied and credentialed critic uh Such and, a pause. and uh, well because i was gonna i was gonna make some star wars joke like like star wars nerd studying credentials star wars nerd um but it just didn't it just nothing Dude, really yeah, came. you gotta prepare i know you, know, you, gotta, I know. you gotta come prepared i need to i need to write out these one-liners cj here is our uh resident nerd um and i don't have anything other than that to say about him today yeah, I'm not wearing anything. Because uh, you're not wearing anything interesting. Yeah, it's just what a is happening? Shirt. Is there something underneath? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, good. It's, it's a, <laughs> I forgot. I was so nervous. Yeah, no. It's I was like, a, this might be the yeah. first episode. Uh, it says, uh, it says, oh, dedicated, dedicated crew. crew. DC. Uh, DC. Got it. Dedicated. Yeah. Crew. You are dedicated. So I am dedicated. Dedicated. De- de- denigrated. De- desecrated. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Somehow we both got real tired before we started we recording. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we are here to talk about uh, Zombieland Double Tap. But first, okay. a couple of announcements. First announcement is that if you would like to see Terminator Dark Fate oh, yeah. with us, with us, you can. You can. You can do that this weekend. Yeah, it's this weekend. This weekend. Uh, and uh, guess what? You you have to buy your own tickets. I had a couple of people reach out to me no, online, and they're yes. like, and they're like, hey, like, how do I get these tickets? And I'm like, hey, it's we didn't like buy out a theater. This is just you're gonna join us for a movie. Yeah. you're gonna come see a movie with go us. Go get your own ticket. You go get your own ticket. Come join us. Uh, it's at the AMC 16 in Burbank. The 515 showing on November 2nd. Burbank, Wyoming. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> Burbank, California. Burbank, California. United States of America. American movie classics. I don't know. Is that what AMC is? American movie cinemas, probably. Probably. AMC, the channel, I think, was American movie classics. Got it. Got it. It confused me as a child yeah. and clearly still does. <laughs> clearly. Um, American movie cinemas. Maybe that's what it's called. Anyway, AMC 16, Burbank. Five? Uh, five fifteen showing. Five fifteen p.m. It's in IMAX. In IMAX. Uh, Rose E and F. Yes, is where we're approximately going to yeah, be. Yeah, we're, we're on us. F, so you can technically go E. You can have to go whatever's after F. If by the time you hear this, <laughs> you have missed your opportunity to get a ticket in that that screening because it may sell out. Yeah. Uh, just come to the theater afterward and hang out with us. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's it's a couple restaurants right? outside. Yeah. I assume gonna, that we're going to get some dinner. Oh, we'll totally hang out. Yeah. It's going to be great. It's, it's going to be, be a good time. time. Uh, I'm I'm interested to see cuz like I don't know how people are picturing me when they hear me. No, you know what I mean? Yeah. I guarantee it's not what I actually I know look like. People, I know how people are picturing me. Um, yeah, yeah, of course yeah. you do because you can you incredibly can uh, attractive. Yeah. Charismatic. Of course. Bearded. Always. Um <laughs> Yeah. I'm afraid they're just picturing me as glasses, half a beard, 
chubby. <laughs> you know what I mean? Those are the things that have come out since we've started this podcast. I, I a friend of mine who met you recently uh, described you as sunny. Sunny. Yeah. All right. Like yeah, a very no, sunny personality. I was like, that's. <laughs> That's true. That is accurate. Uh, sunny. I'll take sunny. I love uh, that. I think as age comes, it, it then becomes jolly, which I fully <laughs> am going to lean into. You could always be sunny. <laughs> I can be sunny. Um, all right. I think that's. I think that's it for announcements. Um, we are prepared to talk about Double Tap, but I have to. I have to. I have to. I have to precursor this episode. And CJ, you may not be expecting this, so I apologize. I'm not expecting anything. Okay. Well, good. So, uh, well, you know about this. You know that I was on another show recently. Yes, you were. I guested on a podcast called The Next Reel. Um, And it's another podcast with a bunch of white dudes. (laughs) um, (laughs) Which, I'm not going to lie, embarrassed me a little bit. Uh, Don't like playing into stereotypes, but sometimes you just find yourself there. So... Anyway, it's a great show. They're really good guys. It was a really fun time. Uh, we had an incredibly productive deep dive into Zombieland Double Tap. Wow. Um, and that episode is already out because they play their game a little differently than we do. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and so you can go listen to it, listeners, and you should. The next reel. The next reel. Yeah. Look for, look for it on... Uh, well, I think we I reposted it on my Facebook profile. Yeah, you yeah. can Google it. And, if you and, Google the next reel, you'll find their show real easy. We'll, we'll throw a link in the description. We'll throw a link in the description. Uh, go listen to their Zombieland Double Tap episode. I am a guest. There are four of us on that show. I'm sure uh, you are delightful, it's Jordan. A, <laughs> I tried my best. <laughs> um, it was a lot of fun, and I think it was a really good episode. Cool. And the reason I'm stressing this is that I am not going to say very much about Zombieland Double Tap. Because of that Because of that episode. Okay. And so what I want to do is encourage people, if you really want to know all of my thoughts on Zombieland Double Tap, go listen to that show. Well, that I yes, do that. That's my um, way of doing the next reel a solid and yeah, saying thanks for thanks for having me on, and I will try to re I will try to direct our listeners to go listen to their show. I'm I'm a I'm a little worried about the the length of this episode because my first note is uh, literally uh, a little worried. This will be short because it, this movie does pretty much everything that the last movie did, and oh. we already talked about the last movie. <laughs> so well, thank you, Michael Bondor. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, uh, yes. So it's a little awkward. Um, I, I'm certainly happy to give high level notes and I, but I'm not going to do much of a deep dive. I want to hear your thoughts, CJ, and I'd love to respond to them a little bit, Okay. but I do anticipate this being a shorter episode. I guess we say that all, we say that all the time. Our listeners right now know, always know before we do. Whether or yeah, not the, we're right or not, that's yeah, true. They, that's they true. know, you know, you're, you, can you're see the you see, you see the runtime on this episode, and you're like these guys. So, so, <laughs> so, uh, so, give some high level spoiler free. notes. All right, here's my highest level spoiler free note. Uh, you don't need to see this movie. Oh, interesting. Yeah, huh. it's it's an unnecessary movie. So there's there there's no note of if you liked the first one, you'll enjoy this one. Nope. I'm not going to say that. <gasps> I'm not going to say that. Oh wow, we we disagree rarely. Um, yeah. And here's a little. But we disagree. Here's a little spoiler. Okay. For spoiler for the movie or spoiler of like for the other uh, show. The other show actually, okay. I'm the gonna, next reel. Uh, this is not a, a major spoiler, okay. but um, it became clear early in the episode that one of the four of us, 
liked the movie pretty well. Okay. Like, you know, had some real positive things to say about it. Three of you didn't. And three of us didn't. And the three of us that didn't were huge fans of the original. And the guy who liked it a lot didn't care for the original. Oh, wow. So... I I'm, think that's I think that's telling. All right. Well, I'm the I'm the fourth type where I like the original <laughs> and I liked this one. Uh, the original was uh, was better, uh, and it, it caught me more off guard. But that's kind of a disadvantage that every sequel has. Uh, but I like this movie, and you know what? I will say, if you liked the first one, go see this one. I think you'll enjoy it. You obviously disagree. Well, but I disagree. That, that's that. So I, I disagree with your disagreement. So I'm. I, I. I think that the rest of our episode is probably going to be spent um, kind of talking about. Uh, well, maybe maybe trying to win the hearts and minds of our listeners because I don't really want people who really love the first movie to, to, go to take the time okay. to go see this movie because okay. I don't think they'll have a very good experience. But I think you probably disagree. You think they will have a good experience. I and do. So I think let I if, think we should fight. Yeah, I think. <laughs> If uh, let us have <laughs> let us have a row. <laughs> if I think that if they go in with uh, with the understanding that there's no breaking new ground, but it's just like an extension of the first movie, then yeah, I think I think that they will enjoy it. Um, okay, so let's go. So let's go. So spoiler warning, moving forward. Sure. Okay. Yeah. But so, yeah, not much to spoil. Um, there's enough to spoil. A lot of retrod ground. Sure. I'd say. Yeah, yeah. I and I get that. Uh, you. So one of the things, the first thing I had to nerd out about were the doppelgangers. Did you not like the doppelgangers? I liked the doppelgangers. Okay. I particularly liked the exchange between uh, Jesse Eisenberg and Thomas Middleditch. Absolutely. That was wonderful. Yes. And it was wonderful. And I don't really have any qualifiers to put on that. I had a blast during that exchange, and I thought it was written. Exceptionally cleverly, and, and you're talking about when they're going back and forth with the rules and commands. Yes, yeah. yes, great. It was very, very, very funny. Yeah, didn't actually find the stuff between uh, Luke Wilson and uh, Woody Harrelson. And Woody Harrelson to be that compelling. I, I, I agree with that. I think that I think that Luke Wilson was a was a poor casting choice. Yeah, it seemed a little odd. You know who I would have loved to see there? Who? Bruce Willis. That would have been good, right? That would have been. Yeah, that would have been good. That would have been good. Uh, I think they wanted somebody who had more obvious comedic chops, but I think Bruce Willis would have been funnier. Um, in general, I thought that scene was a little overplayed and, and it, uh, and it concluded in a really sort of unsatisfying way. But Mm -hmm. like, I liked the exchange. I liked that one scene between the two going back and forth, the nerdy doppelganger so much that like I was sort of lasted through it. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I really enjoyed the doppelgangers. I uh, I actually surprisingly wanted a little more screen time. I was honestly hoping that uh, that Luke Wilson's character was going to become a zombie. They were going to kill him, and then we we're going to see a little bit more between Jesse Eisenberg and Thomas Middleditch. So I was I was disappointed that that went the way that it did. Um, but I had a, I mean I had a lot of fun. I also really really liked um, oh what's her name Nevada. Rio. Oh yeah. Um, I really, I really liked her character. Uh, she was a little bit pre- predictable in like her appearance at the end, but I really enjoyed. The, I really enjoyed the additional characters. What about Madison? How'd you feel about Madison? Because my note is that Madison rode the line between annoying and funny, and somehow was majority of the time funny for me. I. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. I had a lot to say about her in the other show. Okay. <laughs> um, positive I, or negative? Just it, tell me that. Mostly positive. Okay. I think All she right. was a little bit of a miscast because Zoe Joy- Deutsch is a very smart actress mm-hmm. and um, and she looks smart. So it was hard to buy that she was 
actually a sort of ditzy, ditzy yeah, blonde yeah. because uh, you kind of believe in the back of your head that she's lying the whole time because mm. she has such she has such an intelligent. I kind of I kind of did have that. I, I did I did wonder if she was going to end up being some like creepy genius or something. Yeah, and it's yeah. because she's got a really intelligent look, and yeah. so it was a weird casting choice. Um, one of the notes that uh, I think I made in the other show was that Ellie Kempor uh, is a really great example of somebody who is not stupid but plays stupid very, very well. Who is she? She is, um, she is. Oh, I forget her name in the office, but she's the the Pam replacement. She's oh, the one yeah, who yeah, gets yeah. together with Andy eventually. And, got it. Yep. Uh, got it. Okay. Yeah. So now you're trying to think of her name in the show. Yeah, yeah. In the office, the redhead. Yes. Yeah. Whose name I can't remember in the show, but Ellie okay. Kemper's great, and she's British. also obviously um, uh, Kimmy Schmidt. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So she's great. She's she's really really great. Uh, she's oh, also, oh oh no, you're thinking oh, of somebody else. I was thinking else. somebody else. No 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 no. You're the the yes yeah. yes unbreakable um, Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah yeah. She's uh, in her what, are you, no, what see, are you talking yeah. about? I was talking about how many times about, have you seen The Office? Have you no. not seen The Office twelve Sorry, times? I, <laughs> I've seen it. Three times, but the okay, yeah, yeah, the the the, the replaces Pam as yes. the receptionist. Yes. Uh, yeah, she does. That would that would have been that would have been great if she was Madison. In this. I mean, I don't think she could have been cast as Madison. Madison, I think she was the wrong character type, and she uh, is probably too old for the role. Um, but because they wanted somebody who looked really young, um, but that kind of yeah, yeah. that kind of actress is what they needed. And I don't yeah. think that Zoe Deutsch was it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Uh, She's you- great, though. I think Zoe Deutsch, Zoe Deutsch is great, and she, uh, her character and her performance represented a lot of my favorite moments in the movie. Mm, okay. So, uh, so I'm going through my nerd out list and basically just asking you to explain yourself. Uh, so, <laughs> it's fine. so the so in the in our last episode in the Zombieland, uh, just the first one episode, we were mm-hmm. talking about uh, where we expect the characters to go and the evolution of the characters. Mm-hmm. What'd you think? I was miserable. Miserable. Yeah. Because there was it a lack like of a evolution. Huge missed opportunity on almost every level. Okay. Yep. Well, <sighs> I want you to explain yourself. I liked it. Let me tell you why. Uh, <laughs> I I in I enjoyed. I I feel like they could have done more specifically with Emma Stone's character. Yes, with with Wichita. Hell yes. I and I get and I understand that. But I I uh, the, the so some of my critical notes come come later around her. Uh, but the 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 fact that they had kind of the 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 romantic, which was like it was like the awkward. Uh, resistant romance that would likely come in a zombie apocalypse, and then the father-daughter, the resistant daughter who is one. Like I, I liked the direction that they took that. Uh, it was odd to me that Abigail Breslin was in so little of this movie. Um, I, is it because she's a bad actress now? It might be. It might be. Because I, I, I wasn't sure. I, I didn't leave there thinking Abigail Breslin is a bad actress now. But I did walk away from there thinking she was Abigail, Abigail Breslin might might actually be bad now. Which yeah, is, either, she was great when she was little. Either she's a bad actress or that was yet another giant missed opportunity. Yeah, I would, I, I'm leaning towards... To give them the benefit of the doubt... She may not be a very good actor, and it just kind of seemed that way a little bit. There were there yeah. were some there were some there were some times where her delivery was yeah. lackluster. And if she's a good actress, she was clearly very bored in this movie. Yes. 
Which is that's a, a great way to say which it. Which isn't a very which isn't a, a very good actress thing to be in a movie because no yeah. matter what movie you're in, no matter what you're doing, like you should show up. You should do it. Yeah. Um, really so do. I mean, I'm not gonna like I'm not trying to flame anybody here, but like honestly, it was yeah. not. It was it was both very little of her and the what we saw of her was not that yeah. interesting. Yeah, I um, yeah I agree, and uh, I did not uh, I didn't particularly enjoy. Yeah, there's some critical thoughts that are coming later that you are probably going to inflate in my head, and I'm going to walk away thinking this was a bad movie, but no, <laughs> I will not. Good luck, CJ. Uh, and so the the things that I enjoyed, I really enjoyed Emma Stone. Like, her mockery of Madison was great. Uh, she plays that She plays that side really, really Did well. Did you not think it, it was, was kind of an easy I agree with you. I agree with you. Kind of thing. Did you not think it was, like, pretty easy, though? Speaking of EZA, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, let's get like like it just it was it was un it was such uncomplicated humor like it was so sort of like low hanging fruit sure. like you've given us a character who is the opposite okay. of Emma Stone yeah, right? yeah she's the op that Madison is the one hundred and eighty degree opposite of Wichita yeah okay and then you have Wichita come back and find Madison sort of like in her place. What else is she going to do? Like, I think the most interesting moments for me were the moments when Madison called him out on some stuff. Like, you guys are sarcastic a lot, you know? Like, oh, you guys are kind of mean, you know? Yeah. Like, that became kind of interesting. It wasn't pursued very far. It didn't actually do very much. Yeah. But, like, it was not the 100% expected thing. The 100% expected thing is coming back and being like, oh, she's dumb. You know? Yeah. Like, look how dumb she is. Here's a bunch of jokes about how dumb she is. Sure. That's it? Like, yeah. that's all? Yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. So, anyway. I uh, One of the notes that I had, we're just going to jump all over the place because uh, the, ner- the nerd out section, uh, I felt very lonely in the nerd out section. <laughs> That's fine. I'll move on. I apologize. On. Uh, so I, I think that Wichita was, uh, was definitely the weakest character in the, the, the kind of the big sore spot of this movie. Uh, I expected the dumb jokes. It just you can you can do the dumb jokes as much as you want coming from Tallahassee. He's the character to do that. He's the actor that can deliver it right. Uh, and he's like, he's the character that would actually say those things with Wichita. There's gotta be a different angle. And it was, it was the same angle. It was just like, it was kind of, it was kind of Columbus and Madison versus Wichita and Tallahassee, uh, which I didn't, I didn't, that's the, I, that does, I don't find that interesting at all. What I wanted was, uh, Tallahassee making fun of everybody with a specific, emphasis on Madison just because it's so easy and have it be funny and have it be, you know, five one-liners that are just gold uh, and then kind of leave it alone. Uh, And then Wichita, I wanted to see the huge missed opportunity with Wichita for me was this uh, was basically playing with the idea of gender roles, which it feels like maybe they tried to with presenting these two different kind of stereotypes of women. But like I wanted to see I wanted to see Wichita as like what you said in our Zombieland episode, which was uh, which was uh, this uh, kind of break her out of the romantic love interest girl and the 
surrogate mother figure. Uh, in the surrogate mother figure. So what did we see in this movie? We, those exact those two, two things. things. Yeah, which you need – like I wanted to see – I'm not even sure specifically what it was that I wanted to see, but I wanted her – to really carve, just out, anything. carve out her own identity yeah. that was detached from from Columbus or Little Rock because every action that she had, everything that she did was in reaction to yes. what, something that those two characters did. She was a deeply uninteresting character in this movie. Yeah, which in part of the reason that it hurts so bad is because it's Emma Stone, yeah. too. So it's you like, know what she's capable you got, of. You got a great... Back landscape when, back too. when Zombieland the fir- when when the when the original Zombieland came out in like 2009 yeah uh Emma Stone was not quite a known quantity so it's okay that she played a slightly less you know she was she brought a ton of personality and dynam dy- dynamicism I wanted to say she's a dynamo <laughs> she she is uh she brought a ton of uh, personality and charisma to a role that was Kind of interesting, yeah. you know. It was yeah, like yeah. it was like fine. It was just fine. But she was so great, and everyone was like, "Man, she's so great!" And she really just like you know, she she really made that role what it was. Coming back now, ten years later, we've seen her in way better roles, like yeah. way more complex roles. We can we've seen how much she can do and how awesome she is. So we'd love to see roles written for her. Yeah, you know. And yeah. this role did not seem to be written for her. It seemed to be written for. Frankly, it seemed to be a role written kind of like for a Zoe Deutsch character, actually. I mean, sure. Zoe, De- Zoe Deutsch is sort of around the same star quality as Emma Stone was back when Zombieland, the original, came out. So, yeah. like, let a younger actress play that kind of role. Give us something meatier. But I, I don't – I don't – I didn't leave this movie feeling confident that the writers were capable of writing that kind of role. Well, and it seemed specifically, uh, specifically with the two main female characters too. I, I'm I'm claiming Little Rock, Matt, and I mean they were all just they were all just hollow kind of yeah. versions of what they th- like. Like instead of Little Rock wanting to find a boy and being starstruck at the first boy that she finds love struck, not starstruck. That's different. Love struck at the first boy that she finds and is like so boring because she just smokes pot for the first time and then loves what he is singing. And, uh, and then has this, and then has this very, very, uh, very unexplained, snap back to reality yeah. uh, at the end. <laughs> Very that's convenient. Fine. Yeah, just yeah. like, yeah, it, but they didn't lead up to it all. But, like, instead of that, maybe show me uh, show me a, uh, a a woman that has been hardened by all this landscape and being raised by freaking Tallahassee, and there's a, a guy or a group of people that come into her life, and she's resistant to it all. And she's not just like, I'll go with any boy that I see. And then learns that, like, maybe there's the, the bringing people into, the, into her life is not necessarily a bad thing, even though it doesn't happen a lot in this landscape. I don't know. Give me something else. That's kind of what, um, that's kind of what uh, Wichita was in the first one. But, like, give me something that's not this love-struck girl teenager. Yeah. Um, so, like, like, yeah, I don't know. I really, really like the characters of Tallahassee and, and Columbus. I thought they were fine. I think Tallahassee was a pale imitation of himself from the first movie. He just wasn't as interesting. There was, he like, wasn't. this hard-edged swagger, this, like, that was sure. comedically perfect. Did that, come with, did that come with age? No, I think it was, I think it was a, 
I feel like it was... So the way that this movie struck me is that all of the characters became reduced versions of themselves. Mm. It was like they had gone back to watch the movie and thought, ha, yeah, what what a great, funny character. And then they played that. Mm. Instead of like bringing the character that they actually built in the first movie, which were pretty dimensional and well-rounded and like really interesting. So it really looked like Woody Harrelson was doing an impression of Woody Harrelson mm. from the first movie. Sure. And it looked like that kind of is what it looked like for all of them, mm. actually, is that they were kind of doing an impression of themselves from the first movie. It didn't really feel like not only that they weren't adding anything to it, but I even I didn't even feel like any of them really showed up the way they showed up in the first movie. Yeah. We go back and watch Woody Harrelson in uh, the, the Tallahassee character in the first movie. He's hysterical because it's so consistent it's so uh it's a firm portrayal of a character it doesn't it doesn't uh it doesn't sort of slosh around in the scenes i know i'm using weird terminology but that's the sensation that i had i felt like he was sort of just like just like kind of like you know falling into the next scene and saying his one-liners and doing his woody harrelson impression (laughs) and like in the first movie it was like it was so like the articulation of every moment was so perfect you know when he anyway, I like want to quote him, but this is a family podcast. Anyway, <laughs> um, it's just it was challenging for me to. Uh, so I I would have I, I would have loved it if he'd showed up the way he showed up in the first movie. And Columbus wasn't a character, so there's that. <laughs> she was just a she was a wait. She Col- was a, Columbus is Jesse Eisenberg. No, no, sorry, Columbus, not Columbus. Sorry, I Wichita? meant I meant. Uh, Nevada. 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 Sorry. Mm, okay. Nevada wasn't a character. Nevada was a another cardboard cutout of a character. Mm. She was the badass warrior chick that they find in the Elvis Presley, you know, memorabilia shop or whatever museum. Yeah. And like she's she's literally just a romantic football for like most of the scene that she, scenes that she's in. True. And then that's it. And then they leave her behind and then they go back for her. Yeah. Because Tallahassee's in love with her. The end. Like, she's not a character in the movie. You know, Rosario Rosario Dawson. Wasted. That's right. You know? That's right. That's her name. Couldn't remember her name. Um, yeah, I, I, I just, I just disagree there. It's fine. Uh, re- the reason being, I think that uh, t- I actually really enjoyed uh, Tallahassee in this movie. I was, I was frustrated with the what seemed to be obvious for me. Maybe I'm wrong, but it felt very much that the whole Buffalo running thing was like a last minute. How do we tie this in? And then they went back and they put in a a note of like, oh, he thinks that he's like part Indian. Oh yeah, no, that felt and, like really and then, weirdly. Yeah, it was like yeah. it, it didn't didn't fit the scene totally at all. It kind of came out of nowhere. Beginning. Uh, and yeah. then when they tied it in to, at the end, it wasn't rewarding because it was like, well. That it, it wasn't like a breadcrumb that you left me. It was like I found a I found the whole loaf of bread, and then you later in the movie are telling you gave me, it to me. Hey, look, that's a loaf of bread. And it's like and yeah, it's gone stale. I know, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I was disappointed with that, but I think like the the one liners about. Uh, I mean, uh, maybe maybe I'm just easy to to entertain, but but the whole. Uh, I know why she stayed alive because zombies eat, eat brains and she doesn't have any. Loved it. 
Loved it. That's great. That's the Tallahassee character. And maybe it maybe it just reminds me of like my dad's family where they're just all a bunch of one-liner dicks. Uh, but they but it was just so it was so funny to me because it was that like that was the character for him and just the frustration and the hatred for that van. I thought that was hilarious. It wasn't quite Twinkie satisfaction, but I really enjoyed it. Um, there was a bunch of stuff with this character that I really enjoyed. And then as far as, uh, as far as, uh, uh, Nevada, I, I, I get that, but, but it, I get that they could have done more with the character, but it felt rewarding, uh, and happy that Tallahassee found somebody. <laughs> and I'm okay sure. with that. No, because, I'm because fu- I didn't want, There's no I didn't want more from this movie. No, that's fine. That's fine. It was the tone. It was happy. It was good. It was gone. It was done. I got to walk away and I was like, ha that was funny. That Bill Murray thing at the end was great. The end. And I can walk away completely satisfied. Uh, yeah. I, I, I just didn't expect more. Maybe that's, maybe that was the difference that maybe that was, I was, I mean, it's just one of those things where when a movie is so wonderful and so fresh and so like exciting and like, and, and just smart and well done, you think, man, See, if I they do a sequel to this. I wouldn't call the first movie all of those things. I would. I would. And we can disagree about that, but we already did an episode about it. Um, and so, and so, you know, you, you want the second one to come along and be worthy, you know? Yeah. But, and maybe I, maybe I'm looking at the first movie through rose colored glasses. That's possible. That's totally possible. I had such a great time with it. I had such a great time with it that like. My expectations were um, unfortunately too high yeah. for its sequel, and so I didn't have a good time. And that, that's a very common equation. Yeah, you know? I, I'm, I'm noticing somewhat of a trend with myself. And have I? I'm. We have like we have over a hundred episodes. I don't remember what I've brought up or not. Okay, it's a lot of things to keep track of. So if I'm repeating myself, I apologize. But there, I've noticed uh, somewhat of a, a trend in myself in that if a movie is what I want it to be, whether that, that thing of what I want it to be is good or bad. I, I, I'm happy. I will walk away satisfied. And the reason the re that might sound weird, but I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw out the star Trek reboots mm-hmm. as an example. Everybody trashes after the first star Trek reboot. And we're talking the, yeah, like the Chris Pine ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the second and third one, people trash on all the time. Mm-hmm. I love them. I've watched them multiple times because they're exactly what I wanted. They weren't more. They weren't less. I got the tone. I got the characters. I got the dialogue that I wanted. It's, it scratched a very specific itch and I got to walk away just delighted. That was this movie for me. It wasn't more. It it was a little bit, it was a little bit less than what I wanted, but as far as tone and as far as like, uh, the, the, what the, you just, what you just said, the Homer, like the world building of like Homer oh, and gosh. Ninja loved it. Why not? Like uh. they, they just classified the zombies. Uh, and then the Bill Murray thing at the end, it just, it did what I wanted it to do. So I was fine with it. Maybe I should have higher expectations, but if I did, I'd be disappointed like you. <laughs> Do I do I need to kick you off of this podcast? Yeah, it, I did. I the reason I giggled was because I realized yeah, that was I everything know. that we go against <laughs> that we talk. No, about, I against. I never want people to not enjoy movies. I never want that. I never want that. And and you know I do think that. I mean, I'm going to the mat here for the for what's possible. 
I'm going to the map yeah, for yeah. what what you can do. And I think that this was material that was ripe for a lot of stuff that was not it was that was very neglected, that was not taken advantage of. There was so much good material, good potential left on the table. And that bothers me I a get lot. That. I get and that. I and I don't want people to have a bad time. I don't want that. I'm glad that you enjoyed yourself at this movie. I'm I'm glad. There's no part of me, literally no part of me, that is disappointed that you enjoyed this movie. Yeah. It is not that is not how I feel. I am I'm I'm I regret that I myself am disappointed. Um, I wish because I never want to have a bad time either. I never want to have a bad time. Even yeah. if a movie is technically bad, I would still like to have a good time and I'd like to talk about the good time I have. Yeah. And then I can talk about how it could have been better. Great. You know? And so I do think that there's, you know, I think maybe if there's a takeaway for this episode from me, it is that uh, the equation of expectations um, going into a movie, the expectations versus reality, the expectation of what you want a movie to be or what you expect it to be versus the movie it actually is and the experience you have. It's so connected yeah. that you can't, you, it, yeah. it has almost, it has more of an influence over how good you will feel after the movie and during the movie than any other thing yeah. that you can possibly imagine. So I would recommend that people try to have low expectations all the time. <laughs> I don't mean that, like, I don't think that people, I think that having, like, I I think trying not to have a lot of expectations is really good. It's very challenging. Like, I personally, I have not figured out how to not have really, really uh, fraught expectations when it comes to properties that I love a lot. Yeah, I I, I get that. So I understand the disappointment that missed missed potential Mm -hmm. can bring. Because what what do we have going into Zombieland 2? We have, or Zombieland Double Tap. Uh, we have a an older gentleman that lost his son who has kind of a new opportunity at raising a child with Little Rock. Uh, and there's definitely some things to play with as far as the, the relationship, the father-child relationship that he has. We have a like a kind of an odd uh, outcast. Uh, kind of has potentially obsessive compulsive kind of with all of these rules and all of these things uh, character that had never had a girl and gets a girl that is not only attractive, but is the only girl around. And I I could see him falling into this like obsessive, putting her on a pedestal. That's uh, a really big problem. And then she doesn't like being on the pedestal. She wants to carve out her own realities and own person separate from these two gentlemen. Uh, but she's a very flawed character that is resisting people being close to her. Then you have Little Rock, who is literally a 12-year-old that was a con woman that was raised in this land of zombies. Literally grew into a full-grown woman in in zombie land. land. And so I get that these characters are incredibly rich. You could go in so many different directions with these characters. And I hope one day, via a freaking comic book if they need to, they explore that. But I went into this movie, and maybe it's an understanding or a jadedness towards the entertainment industry, but I went into it understanding that I that, that this movie doesn't want to explore that. This movie wants to make you feel the same things that you felt in the first one, the same tone, the same comedy that you felt in the first one so that you can walk away happy. It doesn't want to challenge you. It doesn't want to it doesn't want to make its uh, its characters to go through really really difficult situations. They don't want you to ever feel like they're going to lose. 
They just want you to have a good time so that you can they can take your money and you can go away. So I went into it with that expectation, and that's exactly what I got. Uh, I understand that they could have done so much more, but there's there's a lot of things. Why hasn't there been a good Frankenstein movie? Mm, hardly ever. Like it's a cool it's a cool concept. It's a cool character. They could have done something cool with it, but they just don't. Um, like why do they make so many Sherlock Holmes movies? When I see one, I'm a little exhausted at this point. Like there's a lot of just kind of quirks about the entertainment industry that. I see, and I've kind of somewhat accepted. I would, I, I need to want to change them because that's why I'm here. But it's difficult, Jordan. So <laughs> I went into this movie expecting A. I got A. Thus, I was happy. I think that's fine. I think that any time that you have the opportunity to demand or influence something toward greater excellence, you should. And I think that's I what agree. this podcast is for. I agree. So, and I, yeah, I, I don't think we disagree on that point at all. I, I think this really was very much a, uh, you know, uh, uh, a product of the, our experiences were a product of our expectations. And the, dis, and the disparity between our experiences was primarily due to the disparity between our expectations going in. However, I do think that there were a number. I think that I think that when it comes to humor from our experiences recording this, this podcast, I think you might be a little easier to please than me. No question. <laughs> No question. And that's not – I'm not trying to be disparaging. No, no. I just feel like I I, I, I have a hard time with comedies. And, and I think that, that that comes down to our exposure to the writing process. Um, I, th- I think that you – like well-written comedy. I think comedy. I've consumed a lot more comedy than you have. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, I, definitely. I'm a, I'm a fairly voracious consumer of comedy. Um, not like – not like up – not like top tier like – comics the way they consume comedy yeah yeah but like i do i've watched a lot of stand-up i've that, yeah. watched yeah. a lot what? of comedies no, I've, I've watched a lot i've of... watched very little stand-up <laughs> uh, i have some recommendations and for if you there see. and if there is a movie and if there is a movie that like it is strictly a comedy i have almost no interest yeah and I so I, and i and i i think that you know comedies uh can, are comedies are very 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 hard yeah but when they're right when they're good they're so awesome <laughs> and and that i mean and and ultimately i think you know a good comedy so i i'm gonna i'm gonna conclude my thoughts with this that this isn't to say you can't share more things i just i'm gonna be done here because um a great comedy a great comedy uh is is also a great drama that is very funny. So Zombieland, the reason I love Zombieland so much is because it's a great comedy that is also a great drama. Yeah. It's the 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 where the characters are well developed, where the stakes matter and where the reason that you're laughing so hard is because there's tension to be released a lot and because uh, the jokes are grounded in real drama, like real narrative thrust. And the reason that I didn't like Zombieland Double Tap was because it felt like a comedy that was not interested in being a good drama. Yeah. And so it wasn't, to my mind, an experience and taste a good comedy. Even though it had, like, good jokes, quote-unquote. Which I think often didn't land for me because they didn't feel grounded. Yeah. Anyway, so that's that's kind I, of like I, the summary of my experience. I, I and uh, I, I mean, I think that I've explained the summary of my experience. <laughs> so uh, I'm good. I mean, I'm good to end it there. Okay. Um, I mean, we, hey, 
40 minutes. Bam! Ain't bad. Not bad for trying to shoot for like 20. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we did, uh, I, it did help that we disagreed. Yeah. When we agreed, it's like, yeah, no, I agree. And then there's like, no response. We don't have anything to say. And it just kind of stops. So I'm glad, that, I'm glad that we disagreed. Minutes of silence slide <laughs> uncomfortably by. We've never done that. That would be funny, though. We should try it one time. People would be like, "What? what where's the audio? Broken? Yeah. I don't feel like, did it not download? It's all, yeah. We've done a couple <laughs> seconds before. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully we've inspired fear a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. That your device is broken. Anyway, um, on Monday, well, actually, what do we think is coming up next? Do we think there's anything left in the Zombieland universe? I don't think so. How how has this performed? Sure. They can't secure those. I'm sure it's been fine, but there's no way they're going to get those they can't guys get, back Yeah, they can't the secure those, yeah. those four again. This felt like a salute to the franchise. Like, oh, see you later. That's been fun. Yeah. That's what it felt like. Yeah. Uh, what would you think of the uh, the Columbia uh, statue, st- statue? I thought it was funny. I liked and, it. And then, and then oh, that was great. hit the zombies. I was, I was very happy with that. I was too. What about the Bill Murray thing at the end? I thought that was really, really, really cheap. I was like, it's 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 somewhere was, somewhere in an office somewhere. They were like, how do we top? Everybody loved the Bill this? Murray thing sure. so much. How do we top it? Well, let's just bring him back. I mean, they even called it out. Freaking Jesse Eisenberg says, got the, one here, more here, thing for you. Serve you. Here's yeah. something that you would like to see. Yeah. And it was. It felt like I thought it was handled fine. I was like, this is kind of funny. I chuckled, uh, yeah, kind of, yeah. but like it wasn't interesting. Was the murrying somebody joke? It was. Uh, it was, it was a, it was an, uh, it was an over, what am I trying to say? It was a, it was a try hard joke. It was too, it was trying too hard because it sounded like murdering. So it didn't, it didn't make sense at first. I was like, mm-hmm. mur- I almost murdered you. It was like mur- mur- murder. Mur- I thought Mary? she stumbled. Yeah. I thought, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it just didn't, it didn't work for me. Yeah. Like, uh, I think it, you know what? It, w- it would have worked for me probably if she said, I almost Bill murdered you. Like, just say it. Just, just say, say it the whole like that. thing. Yeah, yeah. That would be funny. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, it just landed really well with me. That's good. I thought I'm it glad. was hilarious. I'm glad, it did. I'm glad it did. Thank you, Michael Bond Miller, for the music. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to be uh, talking about the Terminator franchise next week. Yes, we are. Um, so look forward to that. It's going to be lots of fun. It's going to come out. Before the Terminator movie comes out, we're trying something new on Nerd Critic. Give you a little more time. Give you a little more time to get to get jazzed for a movie uh, by listening to our off-the-shelf episode when it's a lead-up to the big movie that's coming out that weekend. Everybody knows how excited I am about Terminator: Dark Fate, um, and uh, we invite you to come join us. Yes, please do. I mean, it's uh, imagine. It's always good. Like when you go to a movie, like if you go to see a superhero movie with me, you're going to have a better time <laughs> than you would if you were by yourself. Yes. Same situation with Jordan and a Terminator. That's movie. right. I watched the Terminator uh, Dark Fate trailer with Jordan the first time that Jordan saw it. And turns out that's one of the best trailers I've ever seen purely because I was with Jordan. <laughs> so come, oh, thank co- you. come enjoy it. This is probably another case with where my expectations will destroy me. Um, I don't know you why do? your expectations are high, but that's fine because we haven't had a good Terminator you movie. Shut your mouth. <laughs> all right. Uh, we're going to talk about all that next week. All that. Uh, be excited. And uh, it's going to be uh, the, the, our conversation about the Terminator franchise is going to be a little bit less about the Terminator movies, like in terms of like, uh, we're not going to like do a deep dive into all the movies. We're going to talk about it's going to be kind of like a primer 
on the whole franchise. Yeah. For the Johnny Come Latelys, the people who don't know about all the movies that have come out and about all the stuff, if you want just like a quick, you know. It's also a really confusing. It's very confusing. So we're going to help ve- out. It's, it's a hard franchise yeah. to be a fan of at this point. Yeah, so yeah. I'd like to I'd like to invite you <laughs> to be as much of a fan as you need to be to have a good time at Terminator Dark Fate. I, I Yeah, I think that if you listen to our Terminator episode, you will enjoy Dark Fate that much more. Absolutely. Yeah. I promise that. I promise that I can, you will I can prom- I'll anymore. promise with you, Jordan. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate that. Okay, that's it. Now, well, who who were we thanking? Thank you, Michael Baumiller. I kind of feel bad that that we kind of just use that as a joke sometimes. You know what I mean? It's like that's how we're going to close Listen, out our episode. This guy has been thanked <laughs> every single episode. Michael Baumiller has written some awesome music for us, and I feel like uh, this is probably one of the greatest returns on <laughs> an investment because we did not pay Michael Bonmiller for this music. We did not. But we are doing our best yeah. to mention his name in every single episode so that maybe it's worth it for <laughs> him one it. day I to mean, have done I, it for us. There's, if, you're, if you're a Nerd Critic fan, you know the name. That's true. No question you know Absolutely. the name. Absolutely. Uh, and so thank you, Michael Bonmiller, for the music. <laughs> and uh, remember, everyone, to love movies like a nerd and respect them like a critic. And cut.